Now, if you have your Bibles with you, I want you to open to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Hebrews, chapter 11, verse... We start from verse 1. Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain the good report. Through faith, we understand that the walls were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Verse 7. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not yet, not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an act to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Amen. So um, we have dealt with what faith is and all of that. And I think about two weeks ago, we were dealing with the fate of um, Abel, Enoch, and Noah. Hallelujah. Now, today, last we were supposed to do it, the fate of Abraham and his family. But we could not do it because I wanted to hammer on something. But today we are going to look at the fate of Abraham and his family. Amen. Now, what we are going to do is that we are going to first read it. Read it then. We will come back and see what God has to, to teach us. We are reading all the way to verse 22 from verse, verse 8. From verse 8. If you have your Bibles with you, I want you to follow. The projector will not be fast. Let's go. By faith, Abraham, when he was caught, go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. He went and, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also, Sarah received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and at the sun which is by the sea, sure innumerable. These all dead, these all dead in faith, not having received a promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims 
For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, and heavily. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and that, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith. Now, we are looking at the fate of the family of Abraham. Abraham and his family. Amen. If you have been around for quite some time, you should know who Abraham is. We have a lot of... Um, I told you that the book of Hebrews um, talks about the elders, various elders, and Abraham is one of the most important characters in the Old Testament. Okay? And the reason is that God had an agreement or God had a relationship with him. God had a covenant with Abraham. You understand? And it was Abraham was was a sure Abraham had a sure promise of the Messiah. A sure promise. That's why in the New Testament you can't talk about you can't talk about God's relationship with us without talking about Abraham. Jesus spoke about it. The apostles spoke about it. Paul spoke about it. The reason is because Abraham is a very key player when it comes to God's relationship with mankind. Are you with me here? Now, if you begin to look at the book of um, Genesis example, you'll find out that Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 talk about the creation of the world. Chapter 3 talks about the fall. Chapter 4 is a genealogy but talks more about Cain and um, um, his his brother in the fight. You come down to genealogy chapter 5, Enoch. Chapter 6, Noah. 6 all the way to um, 8 is Noah. 9 starts with genealogy. Then we get to um, 11, the Tower of Babel. Noah's great-grandson is the one who built the Tower of Babel because he was afraid God would destroy the earth again with water. So they need to build something so tall that when the flood comes, he can stay on top. So God has to divide them with languages and that's how we have languages today. Now, right after chapter 11, getting to the latter part of chapter 11, we see a very interesting story over there talking about Abraham and his family. His father is um, um, nephew called Lot himself and his wife Sarah and they are moving out of a land called 
all of the Chaldeans. Now, all of the Chaldeans is found in um, the Middle East. Okay. Um, I was even reading about it yesterday or two days ago. If you go to the Middle East, you will still find um, certain monuments that still exist over there. And according to what I read, it was said that they were worshipping all kinds of gods, okay, and idols. And sometimes they would even um, offer children for sacrifice to their gods. So these are the kinds of things they did. They practiced witchcraft and sorcery, human sacrifice, and a whole lot of um, crazy kinds of things. Some of them even had sex with animals. Animals because some claim that the gods had commanded that you should have because some of the gods were in the figure of animals so some during some seasons you have to have sex with an animal so i mean all i'm trying to say is that abraham is coming from a certain country where um, the people in the country are idol worshippers they were um, homosexuals as well in all the charges means that just imagine modern day europe modern day europe and you are seeing all of the chaldeans but in modern day europe they don't do child sacrifice and those things but you know all the kinds of sins and how people are proud of living in sin and enjoying themselves in sin all kinds of things people multiple sex partners you you if you go to europe there are some families that let's say a young man has married and they've married another they've added two other sex part, uh, partners to their marriage so four in the marriage like two people are married but they have two partners again because the wife feels like the husband they should get another man to add up then the husband also feels like go and look the husband will tell the wife go and look for another lady to come and add up look for a man to add up or the man will go and look for a woman and come and add to the marriage so in the marriage there are four and when they are having sex they all have it at once four of them on the same bed having sex i mean imagine these kinds of things these, these are things that were practiced many years ago especially all of the chaldeans like this they did it for to worship as a sign of worshiping their gods sometimes on an altar you see four people and they are having sex to to worship and this is where abraham is actually what coming from now when you look at the book of genesis like this you find out that um um from chapter 1 all the way to chapter 11 is about it's just a summary of the story of all the, gener- the various generations and people that came then right from chapter 12 he's used into a very important figure who is Abraham so all the way from chapter 12 to the last book the last chapter which is chapter what what's the last chapter of the book of Genesis 50 okay now all the way to the last chapter of the book of genesis you will see that the the whole story is about abraham and his family right from genesis chapter 12 through to genesis chapter 50 it's about abraham and his family from abraham to joseph to manasseh and ephraim and, um, and, and the rest where jacob is dying he blesses um, Joseph and Joseph too grows old and he too 
Now, what I want you to understand is that why do we have to learn about the life of Abraham and his family? Because we cannot understand Christianity without Abraham and his family. You see, um, the Bible says that the, the, the scriptures or the books of the Bible, the Bible itself says that, these things, the same Hebrew says that, these things were all written for our learning. Okay? In other words, the stories of the Old Testament were written for us. The stories of the New Testament are also written for us, for our learning. Somebody said, for my learning. Now, when we look at the life of Abraham, example, we are doing Bible studies, okay? When we look at the life of Abraham, we see a lot of things in his life. We see a man who comes from an idol country, a country that does not serve God, and God has called him from. I mean, um, just like Peter says, he has called her from every nation, every, every country, and every, every tribe. It's like, God literally went deep into a world of sin. Okay? Where people do not give a damn about God to pick one man, not two people. One man gives him a word, gives him an instruction, and tell him and tells him, I will do all these things in your life. And through you, the whole world will be blessed through you. One man from an idolatrous nation. It's a very interesting thing. And this man God is calling is telling that the whole nation will be all the whole world will be blessed by you as a wife does have a son. He has no son. He rather has servants because one way or the other he was quite rich because he was a businessman and a, and a, and a soldier. He was rich, had servants in his house and he had no son. So much that even when God told him he was going to give him a son, Abraham had a problem with it. Abraham went to God and told him that, you know what, you have told him you give me a son, but you know, the thing is not working. So, you know, there's a servant in my house who is called Eliezer. Let's just hand over the distance to him, the anointing to him, and let Eliezer um, just take over. And God has to make a covenant with Abraham in Genesis chapter 15 and begins to tell him things that will happen where God says that, surely I want you to understand that um, your descendants in 400 years' time are going to go into captivity, but the nation that takes them to captivity, I'll punish them and I'll redeem your, I'll redeem your family and I'll establish my covenant with them. That is why, as you look at the book of Genesis, like uh, the book of Hebrews, you find that right after it talks about Abraham, it talks about um, Jacob, Isaac, Joseph, it goes straight to Moses. You understand? So, if we want to learn about um, patience, we have to look at the family of Abraham. We want to look about, learn about God's blessing? We have to look at the family of Abraham. Abraham was blessed. Isaac was blessed. Jacob was blessed. Even Ishmael was blessed. Today you go to Dubai. People want to travel to Dubai. That's Ishmael. Those are descendants of Ishmael. Those are Ishmaelites. The Middle East, Ishmaelites. Even those that somebody may say reject. It's like store reject. It's blessed. Do you understand what I'm trying to communicate? So I'm saying that 
If that's the case, then if we look at the life of Abraham, it means that automatically, Jesus said, if your father is able, you do Abraham's, what Abraham did is not true. Again, the book of Isaiah says that follow those who the father Abraham. I looked at, um, looked at um, the other one is Hebrews. Obtain the promise. Now, you must understand that. If God would bless Abraham, bless Isaac, bless Jacob, bless Joseph financially, even Joseph who went to be a servant in Potiphar's house, was pro- he prospered financially. He went to prison, he prospered. He went to Pharaoh's house, prospered. Already we know that it is God's will for us to prosper materially. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to talk about. Again, we look at Abraham's li- Abraham and his family's life, and we see that every one of them had a problem they dealt with. Abraham had a problem with chief kings, Abimelech, the king of Egypt. With regards to water, land, he had land's problem. Abraham had problem with his own nephew, Lot. He had to go for war. He also had a marital crisis. Abraham had a marital crisis. What was his marital crisis? His marital crisis was that he had no child. For so many years, had no child. People laughed at him. We look at Isaac again. Isaac too. The Bible doesn't say much about Isaac and I don't know why the Bible doesn't say much about him. But what we know, you're welcome. What we know about Isaac is that Isaac, the Bible says that he too, pastors please, we have a, a, a place. Isaac, he too also had a challenge in his life. And what was his challenge? He too could not have a child. That his wife had to cry to him and asked him, you better give me a child or I die. But I think that with Isaac, it was like five years or ten years after marriage. But for Abraham, it was longer than that. And Isaac also had to fight with uh, foreigners concerning well. He dug well four times. The, his enemies would come in. I mean, he had litigation issues. He also had family issues. When he gave birth to two sons in the womb, two of his sons were already fighting. Is not true. Two of his sons were fighting in the womb. That he ended up liking um, his firstborn son, who is Esau, because Esau could prepare food for him. I mean, he too was as um, he too was. I mean, the whole family had their own um, nonsense. I don't know if you understand because Isaac was aware that God was God had told Isaac that your your secondborn son is the one that I'm I'm going to. He was aware of the prophecy. But he still said that I don't care about the prophecy. Just like Abraham too, um, knew of God's promise and still said that, oh, let me just have success with Hagar. Let's manage with Hagar's son. Or let's manage with Eliezer. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. I mean, these people also had their challenges, their battles, their fights, their mistakes. Abraham went to a place, lied that his wife was his sister. Well, it was true, but it was also a lie. Okay, it was true, but it was a lie. Whether they were both, he had lied. Because the, the scripture says he lied. So he lied. Then later again, the scripture says, well, if technically it is true. So, so it is, he lied, alright. You understand, he lied. Uh-huh. Because he was married to him. So he, he was a sister, but he married his sister. Therefore, he's no more his sister. This is wife. Do you understand? Aha. Uh-huh. 
half truth is still a lie. Uh-huh. Isaac also did the same thing. I mean, the, the family is just a, a family full of drama. So when we look at our lives as Christians, I'm saying that all these things were written for our land. We can't have Christianity today. The kind of Christianity. Everything we, we see in the life of every single believer is seen in the life of Abraham and his family if you really look at it closely. Do you understand? So uh, go back, pick, go back home, get Genesis chapter 12 and read Genesis chapter 12 all the way through to Genesis chapter 50. The story of Abraham and his family. Today we are learning on what? The fate of Abraham and his family. Again, you see that if you look at the story of Jacob and Esau like this, Esau was a hunter and Jacob was a houseboy. His mother loved Jacob, the father loved Esau. These two guys were sometimes doing themselves as huh? they were they were always fighting. It's not just even though the Bible didn't write, but in the womb they were fighting. So physically they were fighting. They were always fighting. I don't even understand. Esau loses his father's blessing. I mean, what was his was lost. Then Esau goes into the wilderness and becomes a hunter and a soldier. And he starts an army, a private um, a private army. It's something that recently it was, I was considering. One day, let me also start a, a, a private security company. I may do it in the future. I was in a car and, and if, you see, I have a lot of inspirations within me, ideas. A private security company. If you go to America, they have a lot of private security. It's not only the police and the army that are security companies in Ghana. The only security company they have are the ones that take care of um, banks. And no, no, no. We ha- you can have more security companies that, let's say, you can rent, hire them to come and protect you in your house, or you need them. They, they work like police and soldiers. Just that you will need permits and others. In Ghana, you can do it. I was considering it. Now, Esau, maybe in the future. Now, Esau went and started his own army, private security company. He had over 400 well-built and strong soldiers that you could travel with them and go for war or come and hire them to go for war in any place. Do you see that? Now, the interesting thing is that even though Esau lost the blessing, the guy came back and said, I'm blessed more than you. And it's a very interesting thing. The reason is because of God's dealing with the whole family. So Esau didn't need Isaac's blessing to be blessed because the covenant has been sealed with Abraham. Even Isaac, Jacob didn't also need Isaac's blessing to be blessed. <laughs> he didn't need Isaac's blessing to be blessed. He was blessed. Because remember in the womb, God had already spoken and said, the eldest. The guy was already blessed. He didn't have to deceive his father for a blessing. But it was a ritual in those days that when your father is about to die, it's not a um, Jewish custom, it was a ritual those days. Even in our African tradition, it's not, African tradition, it's not true. Oh, Papa Bewua. Yeah, when my, my grandfather was up, I was, I was there. He laid hands on me and received some, released some powerful blessings upon me. The next month I came back, he said he was dead. My mother said I'm the one who went to kill him. <laughs> my mother said I killed his father. Because the man was always complaining, Micah, I need to see Micah before I die. I need to see Micah because... It's just something that is normal. Do you understand? For parents to bless their children or grandparents to bless their children. You see that happening in the life of Jacob, blessing um, Isaac and um, Joseph and the rest of the... And also blessing Manasseh and Ephraim, his grandchildren. Uh-huh. So, Jacob didn't need to deceive his father for the blessing. He was already blessed. 
You understand? As a matter of fact, he also had his own encounter when he had angelic encounter of a ladder in heaven with angels going up and down. God speaks to him, the God of your father, Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. And he said, I will establish my covenant with you. And he said a lot of things. Again, we see him encountering an angel. I mean, what was the angel doing on that road? The angel literally sent to him. Battle, the angel said, your name is no more Jacob. Your name is... It was already in heaven that his name is Israel. I don't know if you understand. So I'm saying that all of them... Look at um, Jacob goes to Laban's house. Well, he saw is in the wilderness building an army. Are you with me here? Are you with me here? Or oh, you don't like my teachings? Are you sure? They will follow me. Don't follow any other person. I'm doing Bible studies. I'm teaching something that... It's important. Now, Jacob, while Esau is in the wilderness, fighting his way to... He won't go and watch movies like Scorpion King. You understand those kinds of... You know, you have to... You start from small or Mad Max. Mad Max. How many of you have watched Mad Max? Imagine that that's where Esau went. That's how Esau lived his life. Fighting to become a king. And he became a king in another niche, in another place. Then... Um, while he was fighting, Jacob was also fighting. Fighting for a wife, fighting for wealth. He fought 14 years for a wife. Despite being blessed, they fought. What's the lesson we are learning here? The fact that you are blessed doesn't mean you won't fight. So I'm saying that the life of Abraham and his family is something we must learn. The fact that you are blessed doesn't mean you won't be deceived. The fact that you are a child of God doesn't mean that you won't face certain trials and temptations. 14 years, being deceived. Serving in slavery in his own uncle's house. He was a slave in his own uncle's house. It's a very interesting thing. So I'm saying that the life of Abraham and his family is something that there is so much to learn from the life of Abraham and his family. That's all I'm trying to say. There's so much to learn from the life of Abraham and his family. But today, what we are learning from Abraham and his family is their faith. Somebody say their faith. Give us back our Hebrews. Is it there already? Okay, that's good. I like it. When I'm teaching, if I don't say go there, don't go there. It is the preachers who, when they preach, as soon as they mention the scripture, they want you to go there. Teachers, don't go there. I say don't go there. So that we can focus. Verse 8. Now we know the background of Abraham and his family, right? But there's so much to learn from Abraham and his family, right? <laughs> Even like I, I, I said about Jacob like this, Jacob also had marital issues. It's not true. Had marital issues. Two of his wives were fighting. His children, it was worse. His children were pastors' children. Those children were pastors' children. They plotted to kill their own brother. It's not true. They said, Let's ah. Last born, last but one born. Pastors' children plotted to kill their. So, I mean, the whole family is a whole. Say, this is the family we are talking about. Are you with me here? This is the family we are talking about. Let's start from Abraham. 
by faith, Abraham, when he was caught, go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. Now, when you look at Genesis chapter 11, you see that Abraham and his father set out from the land of all of the Chaldeans, going to the land of Canaan, and Terah dies on the way. Then Abraham carries on, and 12 now begins to talk about the fact that now the Lord hath said unto him, hath said. Genesis, now let's go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. It is not clear when the Lord had said, because the, the text is in past tense. You can see it there. Now the Lord God had said, you see there, had said is past perfect. It's past. It's something that has taken place already. Had said. It's not now the Lord said. No, had said. It's something that is already done. This is like 10 years ago or something. Had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, that is your tribe, okay? And from thy father's house unto the land that I will show you. Now we look at um, Hebrews again. Is my Bible torn? Oh, my Bible is torn. Oh, mercy Lord. But it is a good thing. Chaspegian saying a torn Bible belongs to somebody whose life is not torn. He said a dirty Bible belongs to somebody whose life is not dirty. And it is always true. By faith, Abraham, when he was called out to go into a place which he should receive for an inheritance, obeyed. So we are saying that, we are seeing that Abraham was called to a land which he does not know. But because the voice came from God, he obeyed. Listen, what do we learn from there? Sometimes it is not everything God instructs that you will know everything about it. Sometimes God wants you to take a step towards a certain thing you have no idea. And it's like everything in your mind is telling you no. Everything in your life is saying no. Remember, Abraham was a rich man oh, living in his own country, in his father's house. I mean, those guys were rich people. I mean, you are living all these things. Living all these things because he had a voice. To the land that I will show you. And the Bible says he did what? He did what? He obeyed. Now, his obedience was the seal of his faith. He said, by faith, obeyed. So, his obedience was the proof of his faith. We learned about three weeks ago that faith is different from belief. Faith is the action that follows belief. Abraham believed the voice of God, so he obeyed. And how did he obey? By leaving his father's house. And he went, not knowing where he was going. Have you ever set out to go? Only a madman sets out to a place he doesn't know. There are two kinds of people. A madman or a man of it. But there's a thin line between faith and madness. Leave your father's house to the land that will show you. I have not showed you the house and you are living. Who does that? 
Are you with me or are you not with me? Recently, somebody said, I want to, I want to, I want to change my, I, I, I want to quit my job. I said, have you found a new job? He said, no. I said, find a new job before you quit your job. It makes sense. It's not true. Why do you want to quit your job when you have not found a new job? Do you understand? So that is human um, normality. Something that is, is, is something that it, it makes sense to a human mind. I mean, you don't quit your job unless you have what we call job security. Somebody has promised you that I will give you a job as soon as you leave this one. Do you understand? That makes sense. But what do you do when you quit your job when you don't know there's no job? That means there are two things. You go hungry. Rent will not be paid. School fees will not be paid. Airtime will not be bought again. Or it is the voice of God. Listen, the difference is that if it is the voice of God, if it is God who has given you the vision, he will provide. That's why it's called provision. It's a provision. Provide for the vision. So, so it's a good thing to clap. So, God said to Abraham, leave your father's house to the land that I will show you. And he stepped out of his house, carried everything, his wife, his children, servants. We are going to the land God will show us. I'm sure he even lied to them. Oh, I know the land. Sometimes they'll come and say, ah, I know they have been there. Because sometimes, eh, that's the best way. You, you just have to convince people you know what you're doing, but you don't know. I've been there. Don't I just have to convince people, I know what I'm doing, but I don't know. Because God just said, go, I, I just don't know. But I just, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Then, it is very funny. You see. Then when we get successful, we look back and say, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this. Oh, boy. <laughs> There's only one thing you did. You just obeyed God. You don't know how it was done, oh. Oh, I didn't know if you want to be successful, you know, uh, uh, go for summiness and, you know, uh, make friends with the rich and, uh, you know, uh, Don't you have, don't you know people like that? One alcoholic guy, all his friends are MPs, but the guy, you meet him at every poor spot joint. Let's not have friends who are rich. It's not just that. Your friends who are rich, they'll give you alcohol money. Because they know you, that's just what you need. You don't need anything. You don't need a house. You just need five cities for alcohol. He set out to go to a land he did not know. When God began to lead me to go into church, I didn't know. I didn't know what, what is ahead. I still don't know. Even though I've, I've had glimpses. You see, that's what he does. Like Abraham, you remember he told him, can you count this house? He was just given an idea. He just, he, so that the stars would just give an idea. Okay, this is how my descendants will be. And today, look at us. Christians all over the place. Billions of Christians who have lived. One man. Going where he didn't know. Listen, if God is leading you today to a land you don't know, go. Society will criticize you. Your friends may leave you. People may say you are foolish. But if it is God that spoke to you, that God will never leave you nor forsake you. But if it is you who spoke to yourself, if it is you who spoke to yourself, because your father that you know, you know, these days everyone must have his own thing. If it is you who spoke to yourself, 
A lot of pastors are struggling because they spoke to themselves. So. They spoke to themselves. They call themselves. Some people are called to be assistants. So. Yeah. In a great house, they are not only vessels of gold, but of silver and of wood and of clay. And some to honor and some to dishonor. So in a great house, there is gold, there is silver. They are all important. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. They are important. If you go to very, very rich homes, you will see monuments, or what do they call it? Artifacts, okay? Monuments are big. Artifacts are small. They are different. They are just the same things, but different names. <laughs> you will find artifacts or um, utensils and, 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 I mean, clay, something is a statue or something. You will see utensils. Some are made of wood. Some are very expensive, more than the one of gold. Are you not aware? The Mona Lisa portrait it's more expensive than any diamond in the world. The most richest diamond in the world is not as expensive as the Mona Lisa portrait. But it's made of wood and paper. So the fact that you are made of wood and of earth and of clay and of silver does not mean that you don't have a value in the house. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. And so, sometimes, a lot of us, the reason we are going through a lot of I mean, some things will never work and God is not in it is because we called ourselves. We've called ourselves. We've sent, we've called ourselves, ordained ourselves, and sent, commissioned and sent ourselves. In the other time, God began to re- release a curse. He said, there are certain group of prophets. He said, I have not sent them yet they go. He said, I have not spoken yet they prophesy. I have not sent them yet. I mean, can a person go in the name of God when God says yes? Yes! That's why we have a lot of ministries all over the place. Well, you say, oh, Jesus said we should go into the world. Yes, he said we should go. Did you say go and start church? Go into the world is true. But he told Peter where to go. It's not true. He said Jerusalem. He told Paul to go where? Gentiles. Where has God sent you to go? He said we should all go. But there is a place you should go. He says everyone wants to be a prophet. Yeah, I wish everyone was a prophet. Because it's interesting to be a prophet. But you see, if you are not, if God hasn't called you to be a prophet and you call yourself into the office of a prophet, you will not only mislead people, you will live a life of depression because you have not yet found where you belong. You are having an identity crisis. Your life is in a place it's not supposed to be. Am I talking to somebody or you are angry with So Abraham did what? He heard. He did what? He did what? He heard. And what did he do? He left. He heard and he left. I pray that may God speak to you and may you leave. Can I get an amen to that? I said may God speak to you and may you leave. 
He heard and he left. Where did he live? He didn't leave church. He left home. He left his former occupation. He left his background. He left his family. He left. Jesus said, if any man will come after me and will not leave, you must leave. You must leave. Leave father, leave mother, leave houses, leave, leave cars, leave everything and come and follow me. Again, another time I said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. That is what Abraham did. He denied himself, he took up his cross. I mean, as we begin to read, we find out that they lived in tents. They never lived in a house all their life. Lived in tents. Do you know a tent? Mosquitoes. Even living in a house, look at what mosquitoes are doing to you. Is it true or is it not true? Think of living in a tent. A tent. Snakes. Scorpions. And all kinds of animals. All their lives. I mean, I mean, Isaac was born in a tent. Grew up and died in a tent. <laughs> wow. All they've known is tents. All their neighbors were living in houses. They were living in tents. By faith. Why? Because they had not yet gotten the land God said. And they said, if we don't get the land, we are not living in the house. Wow. To the land that I'll show you. Where's our text? Not knowing where he went. Verse 9. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise. He went to Canaan, lived there as a stranger. Dwelling in tabernacles, tents, with Isaac. And who? As with him in the same promise. He's saying that this is also the same thing as the Joshua lived by faith. They lived in the land of Canaan eh? as strangers. I mean, you could literally see Abraham walking through the land is it? and he, literally, he has no land on the land. Okay? Then sometimes while he's passing on somebody's by somebody's God, he says, hey, who is that? Move away from my land. What is that? I don't know if you understand the picture. But in his head, he said, ah, you are just renting. I'm the landowner, even though I don't have a land here. But the whole of this place is mine. Look at it. They saw John in a strange land. On, was it on Sunday? We learned that Jesus came and lived on it. The whole, the landlord himself, and they didn't know the landlord. He said, he came to his own people, they knew him not. The landlord was alive, and they didn't know the landlord. The one who created everything. Remember Genesis chapter 15 or 14? He said, Blessed be Abraham, possessor of heaven and earth. The guy is the possessor of heaven and earth. In a land, God has said, This is your land. And he was a stranger in the land. And where did he live? Where did they live? In tents. It means that 
those divine promise concerning your life will bring bring a blessing but it will also bring a restriction God's purpose over your life will bring a blessing and a restriction Abraham was so blessed rich successful he had no house he lived in tents mosquitoes a restriction that's what Paul said all things are lawful unto me but not all things are expedient unto me it is true we are living under grace it is true salvation cannot be lost but there is a restriction there are things we are not allowed to do despite the fact that we are living under grace Jesus said he will lose at a woman lastly has had her sex he is talking about grace the blessing will come with a restriction am I talking to somebody here listen God may please a certain anointing of you and tell you never leave this place until I tell you to do so until I tell you to do so every now and then I have calls from pastors calling me to come to Accra I said ministry doesn't work or whatever come to Accra I come to Accra. I said, no, no, me there. When I prophesied that, I call people to come to Accra. But this is Accra. Are you with me here? Every now and then, even last week, I was chatting with somebody. He said, oh, Prophet, when are you coming? You need to come. If God permits, we will die here. We will die in this assignment. With two people. Two how many people? Two people. We will not blame God. Somebody say I'm part. Say amen. Three people. In Acts chapter 3. He said, God added unto them as many as you see. God added. You see, our desire as ministers of the gospel to have crowd, massive crowd, stand before them is actually the reason a lot of us. You see, many pastors are, are, have missed God. Though. They have missed God. Because we, you have no idea who God is. You are so zealous. Oh, we need to populate the kingdom. Hey, hey, some people are more zealous than God. Paul is even dead. Paul is dead. Peter is dead. You think God doesn't see people going to hell? Who takes them to hell? He does it. No, we need to do this for God. If not, the kingdom is perishing. Whose kingdom? Your kingdom will perish. He said, heaven and earth shall pass away. It is your kingdom that will perish. Most of the time, we worry ourselves so much that we end up living where God has instructed us to be. By faith, he saw John in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. There's a song that goes like this. Help me never to forsake you, Lord. Always keep me at my home. Oh Jesus, 
I am your sacrifice. Take me and pour me out. He said, help me to never forsake you. Listen, if God tells you that this is where I've instructed you to be, he said, through you, I'm about to revolutionize the prophetic ministry. He said, now, the are criticized prophet. Let me turn into a teacher. He said, I'm about to use to revolutionize the apostolic. He said, no, the apostles don't have money. It's the prophets who have money. Now I've become an apostle. If you change your ministry, you have left your post. You have left your post. Matthew 25. The Bible said, a man was traveling. He gave gifts unto men. And he said to them, look at what he said. Give us Matthew 25 verse 15. Today we may close somewhere, but help me. Help me to go. Okay? I hope you are not angry. And unto five. Oh, that's not the one. Look for the one in Luke for me. In the one, the one in Luke, he says that. And he said unto them, Do business till I come. Okay, give us verse 14. Let's see. Somebody should look for the Luke one. Okay, give me a minute. Let me check it in my Bible. You will see it. There was an instruction. <laughs> Always keep me at my post. Oh, gee. Luke 19, 12. I am your sacrifice. Take me and pour me out. A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and return. Uh And he called his servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Another verse said, Do business with this. So, when he came back after many years, found out that one of them had hidden the one talent that was given to him what happened the problem was that that guy left his post he went and dug it and went and did his own thing why was it so because god had given him one his master had given him. remember jesus said the kingdom of god is alike unto this give us back our hebrews the kingdom of god is like unto this trying to preach. I'm not trying to teach. Help me never to forsake you, Lord. Always keep me at my post. Oh, Jesus, I am your sacrifice. Take me and pour me out. Help me never to forsake you, Lord. Always keep me on my post. Listen, every one of us has a post. One time Paul was talking about the body of Christ and he started using hands, legs. In the kingdom of God, all of us have a post. But many of us have left the promise and left the post. We are doing our own thing. Because if we do it this way, there will be no money. He said, you know, at this one, there will be no money. This one, there will be no fans. James. 
Think about this. That I buy a camera for our ministry. What do you think we use camera for? Pictures, all those things. Then I carry the camera and go and give it as a gift. and give it out as a gift. How will people, have you seen that this day I don't have new pictures, new DSLR pictures? Those days, I had a thousand of pictures because every service was a capture. It's not true. A camera, they acquired it. We don't care what anyone thinks about us. We are not here to prove any point. We are here to stay with a promise. promise and an assignment and give God time you see sometimes we are like God give us time no we must give God time how do we give God time faith they lived in the land as strangers Abraham died in the land Isaac died in the land Jacob died as strangers as strangers. Listen. I told you that faith is not just believing God for him to do something now. It is believing God for him to do something tomorrow. Remember. And I said I will teach you that one day. The whole, the whole con- is now for tomorrow. Faith is now for tomorrow. The whole concept is the life of Abraham and his family. Sometimes life will push you against the wall and life will compel you to leave your post. To leave your post. You leave your post, you are finished. You are finished. I remember many years ago, you say, I've been around for a long time. Is it not true? I've been around for a long time. I've been around for a very long time. You see, you have to start your own church, start your own ministry. I said, really? You don't need to start a ministry. It is because I love God and I hate God, and I hate God, if not me. Where is your post? Abraham and his family had their post. The land that will give you. God never gave it to them. They still stayed. Never complained once. They stayed. Next verse. Verse 10. Why did they, leave? Why did they stay where God put them? He said, for they looked for. For he looked for a city which had foundations whose builder and maker is who? And Canaan was not that city. There's a song that goes like this. How many people know how to sing it? You know how to say, let me see what I want to Hey, the one who sang the song is in Kotoko. 
Ajankroma Junction. The 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 Ajankroma Junction. The yeah, Mr. Usu. The there's a a a, a, a drugstore right at Ajankroma. Oh, the song was sung like 2007, eight there, but because I heard the song when I was in Tumu. So, 2005. Uh-huh. When I was in Tumu, so it became a very on TV all over the place. The man he hit by with that song. Paradise no, what's your sia my end? Paradise no, what's your sia my end? You know me, I'm an old preacher, so I always remember all the, all the old songs. I remember them. I want to for and I was. I mean, they look for a city whose foundations were not made with human hands. Listen, as we begin to serve God, people will laugh at us every now and then. Oh, this chest. No, we look for a city whose maker and builder is God. Not, not Ghana. With this bad government. No, we look for a city whose maker and builder is God. Are you with me? I'm going to take it. We are living this life for the next life. Everything we are doing in this life, we are doing it for the next life. We are living this life as a preparation for the next life. As a priest, I'm preparing for the next life. As I sing, I'm preparing for the next life. As I write, I'm preparing for the next life. As I pray, I'm preparing. They may laugh at us and say, oh, all these people are wasting your time. No, we are preparing for a city. For a city. I didn't get somebody. For a city. I said for a city. We are preparing for a city which has its foundations whose maker and builder is God. On that day, he's going to look at, his, uh, uh, look at us in face and say, thou good and faithful servant, you have been faithful over a little. There's not a single one of them, he said, a match. The one who had five, he said a little. The one who had two, he said a little. The one who had one, he said a little. Every one of us has a little. A little. Oh, I wish that I could do that. What has God given to you? A little. Can you be faithful over it with your faith? A little. But they look for a city which has its foundations, whose maker and builder is God. Next verse. My time is going. And I haven't got it. Now. He goes from Abraham, gets to Sarah. Now he will come back to Abraham again. But look at this. He said, true faith. How many of you remember by faith, true faith? Do you remember by faith and true faith? True faith. Also, Sarah herself receives strength to conceive seed. Her faith. Do you remember? We are saved by grace. Through faith. Faith is a doorway. It is a channel of access to God. Now, sometimes we will do something with faith to produce results. Or we will do something with faith because God has instructed us to do something. And again, on another time, we will use faith to receive something from God. They are not the same. Do you understand? Abraham, leave your father's house. That's by faith. He lives by faith. But when God says, I want to give you this and you receive by faith, you have done it through faith. 
Through faith, we understand. Through faith, Sarah did what? She received strength. In other words, 90-year-old woman who does not have one day woke up and saw blood. I said, what's going on? Then called her and said, come and see something. No. This is blood. What? I had, I had this thing 50 years ago. It's 90 years, remember? I deduct 90 from... Uh, yeah. 50 years ago. I don't even remember. That was... Hey, 50 years ago. Blood. Tennis months. She started vomiting. Now she was a bit confused. She couldn't figure what's, what's actually going on with me. The next six months, her belly was full. Old lady with a walking stick with a, a belly. What God cannot do does not exist. It's a true faith. She received what? Strength to conceive. Listen, whatever promise God has given, you need to re- use faith to receive strength to conceive. God has promised you something. God has said, I'm going to do... You see, you see, there are so many things God has spoken to us about. Quantify an amount. Do you remember? That sometimes you go, oh, I need one billion, you're a fool. God is not too stupid. You have never believed God for 100 Ghana City. You want to believe God for 10,000. He will never give you it. You start from somewhere. Through faith, we receive. She receives strength to conceive. Listen. You can receive strength to conceive that promise God has given you through faith. You don't understand. No, you don't understand. Do you remember when I was teaching on the gifts of the Spirit? I said the working of miracles. I said the working of miracles is working. You have to work it. Do you remember? Now, faith, I don't understand how I can do this. How can I explain? How can I explain this? 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 Help me, Lord. Sarah has no, her womb has fried. Old lady, no womb. Faith allowed her to regenerate a new womb to carry a baby for nine months. Naturally, it's impossible. The, the ones that are in their 30s, even when they get pregnant, they are collapsing and struggling. 100 years, 90 years. All her muscles and bones are weak. She received what? You didn't understand. She received what? She received what? Because naturally, scientifically, 90 years, you can't. No one wait 30 years, 20 something years, they are struggling, waist pains, back pains, whatever. 90 years, he said English language. She receives, she didn't just receive new organs, she received the ability. Now, I agree to canvas here. You don't understand what I'm trying to communicate here. That God will say, I am going to use you to plant a church. He will not just give you gifts to preach, He will give you money, He will give you people, He will give you the right messages, He will give you the resources. Everything needed to be given, he will make sure it is given. He didn't just give a, 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 a what's her name? Sarah's spams. She gave, he gave her a womb, gave her new bones, gave her new amniotic fluid, and gave her new muscles to carry, new spinal cord to carry a baby for nine months. By faith and through faith, she received strength. 
receive strength. Any impossible situation in your life that looks impossible before men, science cannot explain, doctors cannot explain, your family cannot explain. My Bible says, Sarah, receive strength. I pray for somebody, receive strength. Listen, you don't know what God wants to do with your life. That is why you belittle your faith. Jesus said, if you could have seed, as small as a grain of master seed, you can, this is me talking, you can receive strength to conceive your seed. Every seed that is barren, that is dormant, is coming to life. The seed of finances, the seed of ministry, the seed of marriage, the seed of business, the seed of church planting, whatever seed that needs to receive strength. I speak to that seed right now. Receive strength right now. In the name of Jesus. Broken bones can receive strength. Ah. I don't know what you have in your bones, your kidney, your liver, whatever. I speak as a prophet of God. Lendulu Gredize Abaya. Receive strength in your bones, in your blood, in your liver. Right now, receive strength in your hearts. Receive strength. Jump and shout and receive it. Look at it. I was delivered of a child when she was past age. She was past age. She was what? Listen, there is nothing like it is too late when it comes to faith. There is nothing like it is too late when it comes to faith. Oh, they said the deadline is tomorrow morning. Faith will bring it, can bring it tomorrow 5 a.m. Let's go to the next verse. It's already 8. He's talking about Isaac. Therefore sprang up. What? There even one. And him as good as dead. So many as the stars of the sky in multitude. And as the sun which is by the sea shore innumerable. Remember God took Abraham. God took Abraham and began to show him. Stars of the, 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 the stars. He said, Can you count the stars? He said, No, sir. I can't count the stars. Can you count the sun at the seashore? He said, No, sir. He said, So shall your seed be. But the seed cave, it was one. I said, This one carries within him enough for a million stars. A billion stars. Mind you. Scientists are saying there are billions and trillions. It's not true. 
That is the calculation I used to base and I think that Jesus will come up on 4,000. Because there must be enough Christians as much as 1 trillion, 2 trillion to meet up with the number of stars in the universe. Because he says, so shall the descendants be. Now, statistics have shown that we are now in a billion. Do you see that? Billion. Statistics have shown that since the beginning from Adam, 100 billion people have lived. 100 billion. Do you see that? 100 billion people have lived from Adam. And the number of descendants of Jews and then Christians that are, have lived, now we are about, we are going like, we are not up to even that 100 billion. I don't remember the statistics, but I think that will be like maybe 10 billion or something. But you are saying, we are in our billions. Do you see that? But he said, the stars are trillions. So I think that God, Jesus will come in 4,000 or something. Because that's what the promise he made to Abraham. The son had a seashore. He called them. He said, so shall you see. Next person. Look at this interesting thing. He said, this all died. How did he die? Hey, it means you can die in faith. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? These all died in faith. They were lying down on the deathbed. Let me tell you a, a short story. There's a guy, his name is Joseph. When Joseph was about to die, in the book of um, 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 Genesis, look at the story. Let me find it for you. Genesis, the last chapter of Genesis. Verse 24. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die. And God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which is well unto Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. He is dying now. And on his deathbed, this is what he said. He still remembers the from uh -uh. These, these Christians are not like that. Oh. We believe God to pass exams and we feel the exams. God has disappointed us. It's not true. Believe God for relationship. Relationship collapses. Kai. God has disappointed me. The girl has left me. But I pray that I so cease. Believe God for a job opportunity. They bounce you back. Kai. These men believed God all their life. On their deathbed. They died. Look at it. These all men, they died in faith. Not having received the promises. They died. Look at it. I died. God surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which he swore unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Jacob took an oath of the children of Israel. This is a very powerful statement. Genesis 50, 25. And Jacob took an oath. What's an oath? They vowed, which is with all the Israelites that were there. That time there were so many of them. Look at the oath. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Let me hear you. God what? Surely visit you and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. So Joseph died being an hundred and ten year old. And then bowed him and put him in a coffin in Egypt. Four hundred years later, the guy was still in a coffin. He said, I will not die in Egypt. Can I shock you? Can I shock you? These guys were crazy in faith. God said, Canaan, they said, they, do you know why? They actually believe that in the resurrection day, they have to resurrect somewhere. And Joseph doesn't want to resurrect in Egypt. He wants to resurrect in the promised land. Therefore, I must be buried there. The funny part of it is that 400 years later, he was still lying in the coffin. Some people come and meet them. They Israelites say, ah, but why is this guy still Isaac share? That's a great grandfather. Great, 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 great. We don't, we don't even know that. <laughs> but great, 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 because 400 years. That is some, several generations old. About, about five or six generations. And those guys, they married at 20. So this is like 10th generation. And his coffin was still lying down, unburied man, embalmed with spices so that he doesn't rot. But he still got rotten and his bones were lying there. Now, it is so interesting to note that when we go to the book of Joshua, the last book of Joshua, this is when Joseph is now buried. Joshua. Faith perseveres. Faith never gives up. Look at it. Verse 32. Okay, let's start from verse 31. And Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, and which had known all the works of the Lord that he had done for Israel, and the bones of Joseph which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, buried them in Sechem, in a parcel of ground which Jacob bought of the sons of Hamon, the father of Sechem, for an hundred pieces of silver, and became the inheritance of the children of Joseph. Do you know that when the Israelites were walking the wilderness, in the Ark of the Covenant, two things were there. After uh, Moses had died. The rod of Aaron, by it, was the bones of Joseph. A dead man became a mummy, walked all the way from Egypt, crossed there. He said, I must see the works of God. I must also cross the Red Sea. I must see God, God part the waters, tighter and tighter. Joseph, a dead man, was crossing the Red Sea. God was commanding food to come from heaven. Joseph, a dead man, was partaking of the food. If you go and read Exodus, every time they talk about the Ark of Covenant, they said, and Joseph's bones. Right by the presence of God, Joseph's bones. A man's faith transcended his generation. All his generation died, yet his faith was alive. That was why even when Abel died, his faith still spoke from the grave. Listen, faith never dies. 
if you believe it will never die if you have faith it will never die and and after many years even Moses was not buried on, on the promised land after many 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 years Joseph too on the promised land his bones is buried I want the faith of Joseph I want to have the faith of Joseph. That even if I don't see God's works in my lifetime, I will still believe him. Listen, there is a revival coming. It is not yet. The revival is there. There is a revival coming to sweep over the, the whole face of the earth. We may not see it. In our lifetime, it will come. Take us back to Hebrews. These all died in faith, having not received the promise. But having seen them afar off, they did what? Hey, am I teaching the word of God? Having them done what? I told you that faith sees afar off and believes God from afar. And we're persuaded of them. Do you know persuaded? Persuaded, convinced, convicted, zealous, passionate. They are the drive. They, I mean, they, they believe God. And they did what? They embraced them. And confessed that were strangers and pilgrims. They did what? Confessed. Abraham was called father of many nations. He only had one son. It looked like a mockery, but it wasn't. It was his identity. It was. It's simply that in the present state of affairs, it cannot be seen, but that was what Abraham was. You're welcome. Am I talking to somebody? In the present state of affairs, Abraham was a father of many nations. But before then, he had only one son. And he was persuaded that he was a father of many nations. Even when he had only one son. Just one. All the passion in him said, I am a father of many nations. But he had not one son. Sometimes people meet me and say, Father of father. He said, no, I'm not a father. I'm a father of many. Because Abraham is father. He said, no, 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 no. no. Father of many. No, not just father of many. Father of many nations. Many, many, many nations. Sometimes somebody making me say, Abraham. He said, not Abraham. Abraham. Correction. Abraham. Have you ever had somebody who has mentioned your name? Every time people mention my name wrongly. I mention my name. He said, Michael. I said, no, not Michael. Micah. Abraham. He said, no, not Abraham. Abraham. And you know, they all understand the meaning. It's like, Nyameche. When you mention the name, you know the meaning. It's not like we who mention Abraham and we don't know what it means. They, when you mention, you know the meaning. Abraham. Ah, but you, you are living with your wife. You don't even have a son. Ah, then they laugh. 
Ah! He calls himself father of many. Ah! Forget that. He's a mad man. I told you there's a thin line between faith and madness. It's a thin line. It is when you have heard the voice of God and have obeyed. In Abraham, heard God said, From today, your name is not Abraham. Your name is Abraham. He said, If God has said it, then it is true. Last two weeks or something, we were learning that he said, By his stripes we were healed. If God has said we were healed, it is true. Am I talking to somebody here? If God has said it, then it is true. And we're persuaded of them. And embrace them. Embraces. They received it. You see, when prophecy comes to you, that is what you, you need to do. Sometimes, I mean, who doesn't even, even who doesn't want goodwill? Ah, huh? that sometimes you you prophesy to somebody. They're like me. You are even preaching about the promises of God concerning somebody. That like, this is what God has planned to do for you. It's like me. It is my family. It is, embrace the word of God. Embrace the promises of God. There's nothing wrong with having faith. You are never wrong in having faith. I'm not talking to somebody here. You are never wrong in, in, in receiving a good will. Somebody says, shall be well with you. You say, no, I don't want you to be well with me. Is that what you say? Anytime you doubt God, that's what you say. It's like somebody, oh, don't worry. Good luck. You are going to write this as good luck. You say, no, I don't want good luck. When God's word comes to us, let's embrace it like Abraham and his family. Embrace the will of God. Embrace the word of God. And most of the times, where God is leading us is not where we want to go. It's not where we want to be. Sometimes we just can't figure why are certain things happening in my life that I cannot figure it out. The Bible is saying that. Let's embrace that in all these things that are happening, God is working behind the scene for my good. There's a song that says, I don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. I don't know how, but I'm grateful. You make a way. You see, you are not on the planning committee of God, the thinking committee. You are on the believing committee. Am I talking to somebody this night? You are not on the planning committee. How is God going to do it? He, he, God, those things are not your work. Your work is to believe and obey. He said, and Abraham believed and left. Did he not leave? He just left. Said, Let God do his thinking. It is like examination. You have studied. You have trusted God. You have learned well. You have gone to write well. And you are thinking. Who is going to mark my paper? Who is going to... How will I get? That is not your work. Your work is to write. Am I talking to somebody here? Your duty is to get it written. Write. Forget the rest. 
Jesus said, which of you taking thought of your life can add one cubit, cubit, one centimeter to your height? Worrying adds more to your problems. It never solves it. It never solves it. I would rather watch cartoons than worry. I would rather watch cartoons than worry. I tell you the truth. I would rather watch cartoons all night than worry. Worry will never keep me sleepless. I will just think, now how will I pay the rent? Now the, the deadline is this. Now that you are thinking, now that you are worrying, well, has it been paid? Oh, I'm 29 years. Nobody has married me. Well, now, have you married? Preaching the word of God. Worrying is not God's will for you. Believing is God's will for you. Because I said, we are not on the planning committee of God. We are on the, the believing committee. It's a good thing to clap. It's a good thing to clap. The believing committee. The believe. Somebody said the believing committee. We are talking on what? The fate of Abraham and his family. Where are we now? Verse 14. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. Remember the country? Which has foundations whose builder and maker is what? Is God. Verse 15. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. Let me just stay here a little bit. Let me stay here a little bit. You see, a lot of Christians, a lot of believers, our problem is that we never live completely. You see, a lot of young people go into marriages and the smallest thing I'll tell my mother. As much as I'm calling my mother. I'm calling my father. The Bible didn't say, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and still be with his mother and father and be with his wife. And the three or four shall be one. He said, a man shall leave his father and his mother. He shall be joined to his wife and the two. Not in the three. The two shall be one. A lot of young people, I'm just trying to say something very important here. The lesson we have in this lesson is that uh, with regards to marriage, a lot of people are married, but they've not, they've not left. You see, before you marry, before I married, I could um, go somewhere, spend a night or something there. You understand? Like, I, 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 I spent, I lived with Geoffrey for about six months. And I, I had a place here. But I, I, I mean, I live with Geoffrey every morning, afternoon, evening. And 
sometimes when I travel to Kumasi or some, I mean, anyway, I mean, I can leave home, come anytime I want to come. It's not true. Because, I mean, but as soon as I'm married, a certain life, a certain part of my life had to be left. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I mean, you are married, you go out, eat, then come home. You don't give. That was before you were married. Don't be a fool. Anytime you buy something, it's only yours. You bought only yours. It's my yours. Again, in, in the in the in the Christian journey, one thing we need to do is that when we we leave the world, let's burn bridges. I tell people that, for instance, if you were into a certain kind of life, maybe you used to smoke or something, as soon as you stop smoking, cut off all your smoking friends. If not, you'll be back to smoking. You were serious in womanizing all these things. As soon as you said, you said, now I've accepted Christ, I've, now I'm a changed man, but you still have the bridge intact. I mean, that's your side chick you used to chat with. You still see her status. And sometimes when she posts and you see her buttons, you're like, hi. Ah, kai, kai, kai. I wish I had. <laughs> but you're married though. The, 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 this, what do we call it? The bridge has not been what? The bridge has not been broken. All your exes, you still have their numbers. And, and every now and then, when they post and they're like, hey, what? then you see like, hey, he said, if truly, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country where they came out from, they would have gone back. They sold their houses. You think they left their house? They sold it. That's why they were rich. They sold all their properties and used it to buy animals and carry them off. They burned their bridges. Yes. We are not living here. You see, I didn't resign for GES, so I quit. So that I can say that I want to come back. No, I can't go back. I <laughs> they don't even you know. The only thing is that once in a while I receive SMS from I, I wish I could send them say, hey, I'm no more your your, your this thing. <laughs> I have bent the bridge from Ghana Education Service. I, the bridge has been bent. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody here? You said now you are a Christian, now you are a pastor. But I mean, all your old friends are still in your life. They still pay you a visit. Once in a while, one will come to your house with his girlfriend and, and you know. Then you too, young pastor. I don't believe in that thing. Okay, what I'm saying. You too, now you are young pastor, you lead prayers and when pastor is preaching, you are doing, yes, yes, papa, yes, papa. Now somebody is, is like, hi. Now, I'm just, 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 I'm Let's hear what Jeffrey is saying. I think he said a testimony. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I had known Christ. 
Aha. He, he, the one day that life is beating, life is beating everyone. Everyone. Like, so one way or other, then as soon as life, you're like, kai, kai, kai. I think let me just go and get some two thought and, and figure out something with my life. Am I talking to somebody? You have to leave everything behind and look for the city. Jesus said, he who puts his hand on the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. Again, Jesus said, if your eye is single, your whole body will be full of light. We must have a focus on God and not on the world and not on the things of this world. I keep telling people that. You see, if you pursue jobs, careers, money, cash, all these things we will get to. All these things we will get. As you keep going, just go and keep working. I mean, you, you just don't, you just need to be a normal human being to have all these things. Pursuing these things is a useless um, agenda. Just being a normal human being, all these things, at the end of the day, you have them. Husband, wife, children, one car, two car, two cars, a house. Just be a normal human being. You must pursue God and God alone. I remember many years ago, I've told you about my story. I had a very serious challenge in my family because, you see, I started early preaching. And every now and then, they would be sitting me down, stop this thing and focus on education. Now, the interesting thing is that I was always first in class. So what were they referring to as stop and focus on education? I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I'm always first in class. First or second. I'm always first in class. They are saying, stop this Christianity thing and, 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 and focus. I'm already focused on my education. Satan just makes people very, very foolish and stupid sometimes. Don't you think so? I mean, I'm going to church. There's no church missing. I don't miss. I don't miss. But when I'm back, I'm on my books. Never threw the single paper. But you're saying, ah, stop this church sin and focus on your education. School I School will grow. I mean, these are things that are normal. We all do them. It's not true. We all do them. Most of the rich people in our society were not even the best in class. All these things, parents trying to put pressure on them. Just make sure your child has something they are focused on. Let them keep to it. If art is what your child says he wants to do, let him keep going. If it's football, let him keep going to school and help him advance in his football. Don't say, leave this football, focus on school. I want you to be a doctor. I want you to be a lawyer. In this family, everybody is a lawyer. You must be a lawyer. I want to do music. Who has ever done music? Wow. You see. 
one day we will write some and invite people. I hope when I invite you, you'll come. Or you'll not come. Special book launch. Yeah. Moving Peak Hotel. Or, or our own one. Our own destination. I will invite you. Come. You will fly. By that time, maybe be in Afghanistan or something. <laughs> Afghanistan is a nice place. Okay, okay. Dubai, Canada, US, China. <laughs> Gambia. <laughs> Gambia. <laughs> Gambia or oh, Zimbabwe. Oh, that one, you know what? <laughs> you see, whatever. <laughs> and you have to fly with your family and come down. Pakistan, Kyrgyzstan, Tegistan. Congo and others. But you are you not the one who said you are a missionary and you don't want to go to Congo? Huh? Singapore. It's a very nice place, Singapore. Say I'll be there. Singapore. Singapore is a good place. Or oh, Shuel, Shuel. Shuel is in um, South Korea. It's a very nice place. Say I'll be there. This family, all of us are doctors. You must be a doctor. Hey. Everybody's a doctor. Chinchina, you must be a nurse. Uh, Chinchina, you must be a nurse. <laughs> Chinchina, you must be a nurse. Chinchina, you can as a matter of fact, Africa, that is our problem. Our children are not, they are not enabled to do exploits because we put them in a box. You understand? Somebody is going to the university to work because, ah, because we are not a nice for you. Because we This world is now revolving around computer science. Computer science. Programming, graphic design, 3D, coding. You will sit in your room and create apps. That one app, or your one app. I, know, I have a friend like that. One app, just one simple app, 10,000 cities. And he's just in the room. And somebody says he's unemployed. No, he's not unemployed. 10,000 cities. He started his own company. Just by having, he can even program, do programming on his phone. But I said, no, you're my own, you're so you're a nurse. Nurse, the way you're not going to go. Look, I teach this thing because I want us to open our minds so that, you see, this, this recycle thing of Africa, it, we need to be able to break it. If not, our poverty will keep increasing. I want to talk to somebody. So the text says that they do not look back to their old country. But they looked forward to the country that was ahead. Let's go. Our time is up. <coughs> Verse what? 16. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly country, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, but they had, for he had prepared for them a city. Verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he had, 
And he, he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. So you see, God is not the first person to offer his only begotten son. <laughs> I think Abraham is the one who taught him how to do it. Oh. I think when God saw it, he said, like, ah, if Abraham can do it, then Mita can do it. <laughs> Maybe one day he, he and his son were in heaven to receive and said, ah, I do am yo, But then Abraham is just there, he's looking at God. Somewhere. You, you're able to do it. You don't want to do it. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Uh, you're able to do it. You don't want to do it yourself. You must get it done. And there's an interesting thing we see about the life of Abraham here. That. Verse 18. <clears throat> verse 19. Says that. Abraham accounted that God was able to raise his son up. That's what he gave. You see, as Christians, as we give to God, our life, our resources, our opportunities, our time, we always account to the fact that God is able to give us more. That's why any pastor who tells you that if you give, there's no blessing. It's a lie. It's a lie. There should be a blessing. That is why we give. Because we believe that when we give, God is able to cause what we give to come back to us. It's a simple principle. It's not true. It's not true. But this time around, in the sense of Abraham, God said, give me your son. And do you know what Abraham had in mind? He believed that if God could give me a child at 100 years, then he can give me a child at 130 years. That if I cut the child's throat, you see, eh, let me tell you something as a church. I've taught this over and over again, but I don't know if people have come to understand it. Let me give you an example. You have believed God for this puppet. The time you believe God to give you this puppet, let's say you are trusting God for a puppet. Eh? The time you are believing God for a puppet, you didn't have enough to buy a puppet. But God was able to come through for you to get a puppet. Now that becomes a testimony. The Old Testament calls it your testimonies. A testimony of the faithfulness of God that if God can give me a puppet, this puppet, he can give me this one. Am I talking to somebody? So if God could give Abraham a son at the end of 800 years, then at 120, God can still give me a child. That was what Abraham believed in. So this, for instance, God healed you of headache. That should be a testimony that God can heal you of your stomach ulcer. Maybe he has never healed of it. But the first testimony should serve as a foundation for the next testimony. And that is why we say from faith to faith. Because the first testimonies help us to build onto the next testimony. Am I talking to somebody here? So the next testimony of Abraham was that God is able to bring back my child from the dead. What a testimony. And God said, don't worry, I won't be bringing him back. I'll give him back to you for free. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, as we give to God, God gives them back to us. He doesn't need our money. God doesn't need your money. You actually need your money. And I've told you over over again, God doesn't want you to give to be blessed. He wants you to be blessed so you can give. They're not the same. Then you read of Isaac. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. So faith, anytime you see that maybe somebody's laying hands to bless his children, and bless his family. 
when we are releasing blessings, it says that faith is the instrument of a blessing. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So he said, Isaac did something and he blessed his children by faith. That's what? By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph. That's Manasseh and Ephraim. And by faith, he worshiped. So worship is also done by faith. Lean upon his staff and die. The last verse. By faith, Joseph, when he had departed, mentioned of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning what? His bones. Amen. So this is the story of the faith of Abraham and his family. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. Wow. I remember when I look at my life now, I remember many, many years, about, about 10 years ago, when God began to speak to me, I said, Lord, how are these things going to be possible at this age of my life? He said, you must believe. And I believe, and I've seen them happen in my life. And I know it is not by strength, not by might, but by faith. By the power of faith. Listen, the power of faith that Sarah, we learn from Sarah is that God can use us to get things done which naturally we realize that cannot be done. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? 